0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, my name is Tim Doyle and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, this is Project Sports and this is another Saturday special And we have someone that I've been talking about for a while now coming on the podcast, and that would be my brother, Mike Doyle. And we're going to chat about his cycling experience that he rode his bike across the country from Seattle, Washington, to New York City, from coast to coast. An amazing feat and an inspirational story and something that you can learn from and maybe get involved in your own way. Maybe it will inspire you to do something different, but this was the entire idea of Project Sports uh to begin with is to get uh people who have athletic stories or things that they've done and i'm very excited about this one uh mike welcome to the show what's going on not much man Uh, i really appreciate you coming on talking about this and giving an inside scoop of maybe how people can also get involved in in this sort of uh a thing and i I just got a few questions i want to talk to you and, and go on about and uh yeah i mean we can just get started um you know what got you interested in riding your bike across the country what was that like first thing that kind of sparked or, or something that you saw or read or whatever so I think the first thing
1: was I had <coughs> a little more time on my hands I had just left working for Comcast sort of left the corporate environment was back in college had some time and knew what had the summer off and uh, I was itching to do something something meaningful something inspirational and uh, I stumbled upon. A- Actually, at first, I heard I was listening to a book, a Donald Miller book, and he was talking about how he rode his bike cross country. I was like, "That guy can do it. I can definitely do it." And uh, not much of a cyclist, but you know, I did a fair amount of hiking and working out. So I was like, "I could probably do that." And then I uh, saw an ad in a magazine for Adventure Expeditions, and I was talked to my wife about it, sent them an email, had an interview, and then. Few months later, I landed in Seattle, Washington. That's amazing.
0: So, I, venture, you just saw this in a magazine, Venture Expeditions, and you went on a limb, sent them a
1: message, and that's how you got
0: connected. That's that's pretty awesome.
1: They had, and they had like a few different types of tours. Um, and so, you know, I started going on the website, looking at trying to figure out which tour I'd want to do. And I just saw the, the northern part of the country, like riding people pictures of people riding their bikes through the mountains, I oh, think that's so cool. Um, not really thinking about how difficult that would be. It looked cool. I was definitely romanticizing it a little bit. Uh, so that's awesome. And then I read about the cause, uh, and I thought that was really cool. When they were really working to prevent uh, human trafficking for little girls
0: in Thailand. Which... That's amazing. I think that's one of the, the larger points here is also inspiring is that you were supporting a cause. Not only were you riding your bike across the country, but there was a huge purpose behind it. If you want to talk a little bit more about it, too. Yeah, for sure. They, so,
1: I mean, their philosophy was, uh, or first, the problem they're addressing was that there are a lot of girls in Thailand that were being uh, sex trafficked, human trafficking, and uh, you know. There are multiple ways you can solve that problem, right? Uh, And the way that the tour was gonna support trying to solve that problem was teaching these girls skills in orphanages so that their families wouldn't have to sell them off. Um, Not that they'd have to, but that was largely the case, that their families were selling them off because they didn't have enough money um, and the girls didn't have the means to earn more money for the family. So what the orphanage would do was teach them skills in which they could make money for the family then they're less likely to be sold off um, into human trafficking. So uh, we—they're buying computers, um, teaching them how to knit, uh, things like that—in order to prevent the, the human trafficking. So basic
0: life skills, giving them opportunities to get out of their situation, building their knowledge base, and all that—that that kind of good stuff. So you're raising—you're physically were raising money while you were going across the country.
1: Yeah, and th- you know they
0: say it but it was really like community center that would teach those skills so who, who was the person that actually I mean I know it was a venture but is there like a particular person you got in contact with that also like pushed it along and inspired you even more was there like a particular person or group of people and
1: so my interviews with this kid named Joshua Niguez, super cool super fun um, got to talk to you. he didn't ride with us but we saw him at different points along the way um, the venture was such a cool organization uh, nonprofit. I think they're mostly out of Minnesota. Um, they do a lot of good work. We're on a lot of tours, and the, the founding guys, you know, they just they started with a bicycle tour across the country, and then realized this might be something that they could uh, do more with. And you know, that I met them a few times, and they're really awesome guys. It's about ten of us that went out, and then three leaders who had done it before, and they're kind of the ones who organized the trip and make sure we're all on track and get everything we needed yeah
0: so i mean so we we've got the purpose and the reason behind doing it the the inspiration for doing it so i mean i know when you told me when i I was much younger when this happened but my mindset one of the most baffling things is like how do you mentally and physically prepare for thinking about you know and going across the country on your bike i mean physically you have to be extremely fit or prepare your body for it i do remember things that you did but if you could tell the listeners like things that you did to prepare to do something like that. Yeah, so
1: on the weekends, you know, I live in Massachusetts, I was in Quincy at the time, so I'd ride my bicycle from Quincy to Carver just about every weekend, kind of back and forth. And uh, it was okay preparation. I think I was around 50, 60 miles. And, uh, you know, I'd just do that as much as I could, hit the gym, Was doing a lot of rock climbing, hiking at the time. I don't know if that helped, but it definitely kept me like in shape. Um, there was no—I didn't have the very best preparation for the trip. Um, I wasn't a cyclist per se, so it was just something like I, I borrowed a bike to do it. Uh, didn't even have my own bike. Didn't really know much about it. Kind of bought a bunch of stuff right before I went, and uh, just went for it. And that's,
0: that's uh, definitely by your nature. You're very passionate. And uh, you, you, once you find out something you want to do, uh, you and I are very similar in that case, or just we have to do it no matter what. It doesn't matter what the yeah. circumstances are, and you got to go after it. You so. get
1: very uh, obsessive and persistent.
0: Yeah. So, but that's also good for people to, you know, you know, everyone thinks that they have to have all their ducks in a line to go do something that they that they see or be passionate about and really take a leap of faith, even though not everything's in order. And, you know, you're, you're taking that step in a good direction. I think that's awesome so you're doing 50 60 miles a day i remember one time you were coming back from from Carver down to uh hull and it was just you know, you know oh, mike's taking his bike just driving down then he comes down and he's like oh yeah we'll just drive him back afterwards and just it, it was awesome seeing the, the preparation for it but then i think we had a conversation afterwards and you were telling me that you know you, you were preparing 50 60 miles a day but then sometimes you said you hit like 80 to 120 miles a day sometimes on the actual trip yeah, is, that, is that accurate
1: between 80 to 100 and then like you know there are a few days that we hit 120 and i think it was one day i hit like 135 but that's because me and another guy got lost and so we still weren't using like gps we we're using printed out map quest maps on like pieces of paper so if they got wet or damaged like you're pretty screwed you were away from the rest of the group that,
0: that that's a pretty rugged Way of doing it, comparative to what it would be like today, I'm sure
1: that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So this was in 2010. Like MapQuest, I mean GPS existed, but I don't know. We were using MapQuest, and so you'd have to pull out the map, look at it, figure it out, and then sort of memorize it. Just ride, which I really I enjoyed that yeah so the actual
0: physical trip i also wanted to get into maybe we could talk about like at the end of the day you go through that you know that that body expression of giving everything to a lot of miles and then you know where are you sleeping because i mean you are you're going non-stop all day and what is that you know sleep like and, i mean i'm sure it wasn't i mean i know some of the answers but you know
1: tell the listeners yeah sleep was uh rough the first two nights uh so used to like my comfy bed, having all my pillows, like sleeping like a starfish, and uh we're definitely sleeping on floors every night, usually like gyms, school gyms, church floors, people's houses that was the best'cause sometimes you go to bed, but and still we're usually on the floor um, yeah, but after three or four days, like you realize you can just fall asleep anywhere at the time you're so exhausted yeah, it's it's really like you're pushing yourself so hard every day in consecutive like consecutively. So like you, your body is just exhausted.
0: Yeah. So are you, what is also going alongside uh, the sleeping? What is the um, eating pattern or what are you consuming on the trip as far as giving your guys, Fuel and who's providing the food to you and all
1: that all that jazz So we were lucky enough like going with a group like venture they would do the shopping And they had a support band that would like bring us food So it's not like we were packing everything in our packs and carrying it with us and having to worry about food going bad Um, They did all of that so like basically they'd say we're gonna We'd have our morning meeting and they'd let us know like where they were gonna be along the way and we'd get there, and there'd be, there'd be food, um, usually fruits, vegetables, bread. But for some reason, I, I started making these like banana sandwiches, and they, they did the trick most of the time. Lots of water. Lots of water, sandwiches,
0: simple, easy. So that's, it's, you know as someone when, who they think about a whole biking trip and thinking about the logistics of it, I think it's good to know like what you're getting yourself into and it's, it's useful information for sure. Um, so what, what overall was probably your favorite part of the trip or did you have multiple parts that you really enjoyed um, while you were going through it or things that you might
1: look back on too? There were definitely so many awesome moments. Um, I love being up in the mountains. It was, it was tough like, I, as far as the training goes. I mean, you know, from Quincy to Carver, there, there's not many mountains, there's a few hills. So that was, like, day two, being in Seattle, like, as awesome as it was, like, very difficult to just, like, start cycling up a mountain for the first time after <laughs> cycling day after day. <laughs> but it was also, like, so cool. Like, you went to this town Leavenworth, and it was, like... The west side of Washington's all rainy, like wet. And then you go up over this mountain and it's just like blue skies and sun. And like, you know, you cruise down, there's like rivers flowing everywhere. It's just like, I don't know what the the name for it would be, but it looked like almost like this German town from like Europe, uh, right in the middle of Washington. And it was just so cool. Like, yeah, that's. That sounds like it definitely
0: would be a, a part that I would enjoy as well. Is, is there a moment or a part of the trip that was probably your least favorite or things that you maybe wish you had done better or things that just sucked overall? Like, it's probably going up the uphill, I'm sure it was probably a thing you didn't like at first, but probably got used to it. But is there anything else that sticks out? I mean, it was tough.
1: So, like, there's that. But, I mean, it not really get me down, like. I never had the attitude that I wanted to be like the fastest or anything like that. So I was pretty comfortable, like with whatever I did every day. It's really just happy to be out every day, like not worried about anything, meeting people. Um, We couldn't drink beer on the trip. I wish I could have drank more beer.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't be productive. It'd be probably counterproductive just because, just because of how much energy you're exerting and, it probably wouldn't take much for uh, for beer to influence your your trip, just because you're extremely lean and fit. But uh, but yeah, that would have been fun too along the journey. A little bit slower pace, drinking some beer that would have been a great time. So um, so you so you guys your food intake. You know you had your favorite parts. Raising money for this uh, cause. Um, would you, would you ever think that you, you would do this again? Would, would it be something that you'd be interested in or be a part of it in some capacity or a different style of a trip?
1: Yeah, absolutely. i told all my kids that if any of them want to do it, I do it with them. I hope to stay in good enough shape to uphold that promise. Um, yeah, I think it might be a little slower this time around, but at least the, the knowledge base is there. and um, I'd like to try it again with just a backpack. Or if none of my kids take me up on it, I'd like to do it with my wife on a motorcycle.
0: That'd be pretty cool. And then that way you can kind of coast and, and do your thing as well. But it is such a, a cool thing to say, even just be able to, like, I mean, the really cool thing to say, but more of just, like, being able to do that saying And I went from coast to coast. I, I saw a lot, you know, state by state and really enjoyed the scenery of the northern part of the country. It's such a, it's such a cool, defining moment in, in one's life. I mean... It's very inspiring and that's kind of like why I wanted to have you on the show is because it's just a it's a something that's not normal I mean not everyone gets a chance or an opportunity or wants to take that chance or opportunity to do something like that so
1: that's pretty it's cool way to see the country like you're so you can observe so much when you're on a bike you can hear everything you can smell everything you're a little more connected than in a vehicle um, and you know just the slower rate of travel like you really can pick up a lot more, and I think that's really cool. I mean, it's definitely exhausting, but um, really, really cool, and you can feel like you really get a good idea of how the, the country changes from town to town, from mile to mile, how the landscape changes, how the people change, um, and that is just really rewarding. Yeah, so they had like uh, places for you to say, they had them
0: all set up, and so you got to meet uh, tons of different people, which is which is so cool, and to have just them working across the country for everyone to work together on just that one trip, it really is such a cool thing. Um, so you, I think you had called me, I think the only t- one of the few times you called me while you were on the trip was you were in Green Bay, right? Or near the Packers Stadium, was it? Oh, yeah, I,
1: I yeah, can't remember. Little, that was different than I thought as well, and every football, other football stadium I've ever seen or been to is like in a big city, or like there's kind of a lot going around around it. And I remember going to little Field, and it's just like in the middle of this little town. There's like your everyday uh, dry cleaners across the street, like like no big restaurants, nothing, just a big stadium in the middle of a little town.
0: Yeah, and I. I remember that conversation with you. I remember you just being like awestruck because I think you're going through the journey. You're feeling you're feeling the, you know, the, the pride in what you're doing. And and you were at the stadium. You're telling me it's so cool, Tim. It's so cool. And it, it really is something that's that's very inspiring. and I think it's awesome. So um, I also want to say you so you do do some other activities. I mean, I've hiked with you in mountains. Um, there's also you've gotten into shooting recently. Uh, which is you know I've done some shooting in the military but you've actually gone hunting a little bit which is kind of cool and then you've done rock climbing I've done rock climbing with you and some of those since we were oh, in our early 20s and my teens you inspired me to do a lot of those things and come alongside hey just come try this out but I think getting out and doing outdoor sports is is such a, a good way to um, relieve stress and get exercise and especially hiking I think that I remember our trip to, uh, for your bachelor party that we went up to the Mount Washington. I always tell people, even though it's just, cause there's such a good community of men that went on this trip, just like all of us together. And we, you know, that, that trip was really funny, hilarious, and really relaxing, good time. And it, it was all good. But so you've recently got into shooting, right?
1: And, and how's that going? Yeah, just the, the very short, actually very, very recent, uh, started hunting, did some pheasant hunting this past season just ended saturday um yeah it was a blast i mean we got to do some hiking with a shotgun in my hand hang out with some dogs so i thought that was pretty cool
0: so in i think you told me in uh new hampshire the appalachians there's the white mountains or something like that you've climbed pretty much every peak or in that area or there's a certain set something like that
1: not every peak but um yeah, I do a lot of hiking in the White Mountains, the uh, Presidential Range there.
0: Presidential Range, that's uh, right.
1: That's where all the really big ones are. Uh, I've hiked a lot of them individually, but then uh, I, that must have been 2013, I think. I uh, hiked all the Presidentials in one in one night, and uh, that was really really cool. We did that it; was like a full moon, and so you're we hiking on the, tra- the traverse. And it's all granite rock, and it's just like sparkles of the moon, and like looks sort of magical. That was really really cool. That's awesome. I think that's uh, very
0: inspirational for people to get out there and just uh, you know use their body, especially in a time like this where a lot of people are cooped up inside, to go to the outdoors and and show the, you know that yeah, there's the that there's that there's more out there for us to do than you know look at our phones and just kind of you know stand by in the house and wait. You know, there's a whole wilderness out there waiting for us. I'm also uh moving to colorado and i know that we're going to have some good adventures out there and i'm sure you're going to come along we'll 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 tackle some of the rocky mountains and the garden of the gods and all that kind of stuff so it should be fun but thanks so much mike for coming on my show i really appreciate it and i've been long awaiting this and just to wrap up the show the final thing that we always do here is is a favorite quote from the person i have on so what do you got for us
1: thought about this a little bit all right uh, like we talked about before i am an english teacher so it's I, I have a lot of favorite quotes but i think uh the one i'd like to share today is just uh, don't let them die on the vine it's a waste yeah uh, it's by the national from the song graceless and uh i just love that quote like you know take advantage of what life has to offer don't just let it sit there you know that's that's powerful and then obviously you know a band that we both
0: enjoy a lot so i mean that's just that that is so true to get out there and it just kind of brings this whole episode together and what you're, we were just talking about. So it's perfect. It fits right in, but thanks Mike for coming on the show. I'm um, just going to do a couple little plugs here for all the listeners. Um, make sure we get some uh, likes, subscribe, shares on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram as always is the project sports pod and Facebook page is project sports only. Thanks for listening. Peace.